Welcome to What in the Horror Podcast. Welcome to What in the Horror Podcast with your hosts, Lando and Tim. Today we will be reviewing The Brain That Wouldn't Die from 1962 and Brain Eaters from 1958. Okay, we're going to be talking about The Brain That Wouldn't Die first. So basically this movie is about a doctor named Bill Cortner who after doing some experiments on like guinea pigs and stuff or at least you'd think he uh him and his fiance are doing like a surgery on a person it's not just him it's also his father who's a surgeon as well and so they're doing surgery on this patient who's clinically dead but then he goes in he has his father cut open the guy's chest and starts massaging the heart and then i can't remember if it's his fiance or himself electrocutes the brain or whatever and the guy ends up living after being pronounced dead well doesn't sound like that big of a deal but back in 1962 when surgeries and stuff that are common nowadays were pretty much brand new so that happens and then him and his fiance end up getting into a car accident on their way to father's cabin or something in the middle of nowhere well he ends up taking her head and walking to the place and when he goes there he has a another uh doctor that's pretty much living there open the door end up going to the place and then he ends up reviving the head only which from the looks of things and even back in 1962 didn't really make much sense but it also turns out he was experimenting on other dead body parts because there's a thing that you don't really see till the very end of the movie and it keeps making all these noises and stuff and she ends up having like a almost like a friendship pretty much with this thing even though she can't see it because it's in like a closet that's locked and has a little door on the door and so you hear this thing and everything and yeah it basically this whole movie through this whole movie the guy the doctor bill he's trying to find a body to attach the head to so his fiance can live because she only has like two days to live in the state she's in because you see her her whole head except for her face is bandaged up it's got different shit connected to her head like the sides of her head the back of her head you see tubes everywhere her head is basically sitting on a like a little plate thing that has liquid in it and it's just fucking weird (laughs) but uh yeah you see all that and so he ends up finding a body a living human body from from uh some lady that he already knows so he brings this girl to his house he ends up drugging her not knowing that uh his fiance and this thing in the closet are pretty much ganging up on him or planning to well he ends up the thing ends up killing the doctor by ripping his other arm off because his one arm was like deformed and mutated and shit from having it cut off or something from like an accident i can't remember what but so that doctor's dead the assistant doctor or whatever and so he finds the doctor but he really doesn't do anything he just moves the doctor over or onto its back or whatever and then covers the doctor up and he ends up going back into the like living room or whatever with these two drinks one drink is his and the other is obviously for this girl that he's drugging because he plans on basically taking her head off and putting his fiance's head on there so he can continue to be with her well as i already said she doesn't want that she wants revenge for basically keeping 
her alive when she should have been dead. So after he drugs this girl and takes her down to the basement where the head is and this thing, he's about to cut open to the body and and the uh, thing starts making a bunch of noise. He goes near the door forgetting to shut that little mini door and it opens the door and it grabs him by the neck and is almost choking him well the rest of the actual door starts to come loose and it pops open or breaks open or whatever and you finally get to see this thing it basically looks like a mutated cone head pretty much because it's just body parts stitched together and mutated and shit i mean it's fucking one eye is where an eye would be and the other eye is like up it's just it's just hideous you would definitely have to watch this movie to see what i mean but and it basically ends with the place being on fire, Dr. Bill, you presume he's still alive. The girl's head or his fiance's head is still sitting in this dish being pumped and everything. And the creature ends up taking the girl that he drugged and leaves the fucking place while it's burning. And that's basically the end of the movie. I mean, this one is just a short movie. I mean, it was only a little over an hour and a half long. I mean, it's so it's just it's a very slow paced movie. I mean, it's from 1962, so it's going to be slow paced and just yeah, that's basically it. I mean, there's nothing more to say. I mean, no, it's pretty straightforward movie. It was uh, there's a few pieces here and there that are like information pieces, but other than that, the story is just streamlined, trying to keep his fiance alive. She doesn't want to live because she's only ahead. She definitely doesn't want him to take someone else's life to save hers for a moral dilemma. And there's some kind of psychic connection, I believe, that she kept claiming between her and the creature. Yeah, she kept on claiming to have like powers or something. But they did. she did talk to it. And he taped her mouth was why she stopped talking. That's when the thing started making noises. But other than that, mm-hmm. no, it's just really strange movie. But uh, and it was uh, it was him in the beginning that electrocuted the motor function, the brain to start things back up for that body. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it was still considered against like it was considered unsafe and un- unethical at the time. So it was, like mm-hmm. you said, today, that would be considered, you know, try and it's OK. In fact, I'm pretty sure they do stuff like that already. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this movie, I mean, I have my complaints and apparently other people on Rotten Tomato really did not like this movie i mean audience score was just 28 percent rotten tomato scores was 38 google apparently loved this movie at 88 percent the budget for this movie was sixty two thousand dollars, which is a lot back in 62 couldn't find any information on how much this movie made so and my thoughts of this movie it had no gore which was kind of disappointing even for a 62 movie there wasn't much of a story i mean it was just a guy trying to keep his fiance alive the ending was pretty bad in my opinion because you just don't know what happens to dr bill and his fiance after the fire you just assume they're dead because clearly you know what happens to the to the monster and the girl he drugs the only enjoyable thing through this whole damn movie was finally getting to see the monster and the monster's makeup was pretty cool i mean the only nitpick and i know i have said this in a previous episode When he starts walking away, you can see his hairline in the back of his head. So they didn't really do a very good job with his makeup in the back of his head. So, but uh, 
Yeah, I just I just couldn't give this thing a good rating. I gave it a three skulls rating. I mean, sorry, Logan. I know this is the movie you submitted pretty much. I mean, thanks for that. We always appreciate people giving us suggestions. It was a classic movie. So, I mean, it wasn't, we knew ahead of time being 50s, 60s movies that weren't going to be top notch. But so that, I mean, it gives it that. So three is, I, I would... Because of the fact we got to think about what, what someone would watch today, a three is a pretty solid rating because you have to give it some. I mean, it'd be lower if it wasn't for the fact that it was, you know, sixty-two, and not, that's like, that's literally over fifty years ago, fifty-eight years ago. But uh, in general, it was a straightforward thing. It's not, I, like you said, no gore factor. I at least they could have done a little bit of the gore factor when they he got the head. He didn't even get blood on him. You know that. He walked all the way back with a white shirt on and they got a little blood on his hand. That was the extent of the gore was a little blood on his hand when he's carrying the body in his jacket, a head in his jacket. That was it. I mean, he's wearing a white shirt. He just got in a car accident. He should be covered in blood. She died. He's able to take her head off like with no tools, just kind of like pick it up and take it. Mm-hmm. Yet no blood. Yeah, and he covers it in his jacket, and that part made no sense. Another thing I just realized is you do see a little bit of blood from when the assistant gets killed, when he gets his other arm. Yep. Yeah, because his fucking jacket or whatever is covered in blood. Forgot about that. But yeah, when it comes to blood, you just don't see it. And when it comes to gore, there's none. Yeah, it's a blood smear because the thing, when it kills the assistant, rips the, the arm was a reattached arm from a corpse to replace it is what it well, was well yeah his one arm was but the creature yeah. ripped off his good arm yeah but he, when a guy's arm ripped off is through that little opening in the door a little peephole like square mm-hmm. so it's the smear from there all the way across to the other side of the room near the door where he died but yeah he walks in like you said just covered him up with like a sheet and just continues on and finish mixing the drinks to go drug the girl and the girl had like a scar on her face from an ex-boyfriend or something like that anyway. So her face was the only messed up part on her. So it would have been, it kind of made sense that he made that correlation because she was kind of a loner, didn't really talk to anybody. So she wouldn't have been missed. But all in all, I mean, that was probably the best part about it was that whole like, you no, know, almost cycle theory when he thought, when he thought so clearly about who, who to choose to get, to change the body out with. He gave it some serious mm-hmm. thought because he had other options. He could have just grabbed one of those first girls he met but he waited until he could find one that had no connection with anybody. So that was like the most exciting part about it. Cause it had an almost cycle feel to it. Like he went over to the other side beyond that. Yeah, you're right. It was kind of straightforward. Like you said, the coolest part was like, to me, it reminded me of the, uh, like the, the creature from Goonies. The eye was kind of miscued, but it was worse. But like you said, cone head look. And the makeup mm-hmm. was makeup wasn't bad from all their angles, but you're right. When it walked away, you could see the flaws in the back of the makeup. And he almost looked like the way he was walking made him look like he had a diaper on <laughs> too when he's leaving the monster. Which yeah. I found funny. But yeah, three skulls, I agree with you. That's where about where I'd fall on it. Yeah. Like if it had a better story and I guess the makeup too. I would have probably gave it a four, maybe even a 4.5, but I just couldn't do it. I was going to watch this again to see if my mind could get changed, but just no, I couldn't do it. I couldn't watch this a second time. It, it's the lack of gore is really the biggest letdown. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. at least in, especially with the car accident situation, there should, it should have been blood all over him. 
he got thrown from a car a long ways, rolled around. He's holding mm-hmm. his stomach like it's hurt, but no blood. White shirt when he takes his jacket off and no blood. Manages to take her head as he tries to hold her hand, no blood. It falls. He reaches over and plays around for a second and wraps up her head in his, with no blood. I'm, I'm sorry, but that should have been a little bit more gory. I'm sure mm-hmm. it probably had something to do with... You know, maybe they weren't allowed to do much at the time or something. I don't, I have theories on the second movie for the same reason. And, yeah. but honestly, yeah, I don't know if it had restrictions or something. Maybe we're missing something there because we don't know the time era. But yeah, from what we saw, it wasn't, I mean, storyline had, it had a lot you could go with, but they should have added more. Yeah. Well, that's about it for this freaking movie. I mean, the only part I really enjoyed was the ending. I mean, it did leave you wondering if the doctor and his fiance's head lived through the fire or not but i'm guessing not because he was just on the ground hardly conscious and this place was just burning up so but yeah that's the end of this one so next will be brain eaters from 1958 so go right ahead bud all right um starts off you know they're just driving along him uh this guy and his wife is who happens to be the narrator of the show He's talking from his perspective. They're just driving along. All of a sudden, they hear this loud crash, bang sound. Like, you don't know exactly what it is. In fact, I only can speculate what it was because it never actually tells you. That annoys me. Um, Wanders off into the woods, and they're walking. It feels like forever. Did that part feel like forever to you, Lando? It really felt like it took way too long to walk off into the woods, Mm -hmm. if you would have heard the noise. But they've come across all these bodies of animals. First a rabbit, and then a dead cat, I believe, and then there was a dead dog. And they couldn't figure out what was going on, so they like, okay. They wander back to the car, and they head back into town. It turns out that this metal object was found. or did it, No, they found the metal object then, didn't they? I skipped that part. I yeah, they, think so. Yeah, they saw it there. That's right, because they saw these bodies, and they went a little farther, and there's a metal, it almost looks like this weird drill bitty looking thing with a single hole on the side of it. Strange looking uh, thing. But anyhow, they go back into town, and they start investigating this. Well, it gets back to Washington, and they sent out, uh, they, they're in there trying to discuss stuff. They had this meeting where this, guy, this one senator is really late. He gets there, and they talk, but the senator is late when they show the video of the device which apparently is impervious to anything you can't they can't weld it they can't scratch it they can't break it the metal's like impervious so they he goes and he goes well i'm going out there to find out what this is the senator who is late i don't know he kind of has this like has to be in charge of everything kind of feel he has assistant that goes with him so they go out to this town well when they get there they find out the mayor's missing the mayor's son who turns out to be the narrator the of the thing the guy who saw it in the beginning is there and apparently his girlfriend slash fiance whatever is the assistant to the mayor find that out later we'll find out that then when she comes back and they go back and they go and they go out to the thing because the mayor's missing and he goes well i want to see this thing they, they all go out to this thing and it's just there and he's like well have you tried this have you tried that and they're like yeah yeah have you been inside it? No. You know, it's up and down. It's on a scaffolding and everything. There's just one hole in the side. So finally, the uh, not the uh, doctor that's in charge or the scientist in charge, but his assistant decides to climb inside, which I have a flaw here. He goes in and makes sure that he has a gun because the guy gives him a gun. But before they go inside, they shoot inside and just ping pongs around. And they, say, they use this. It means what goes in must come out because the bullet comes back out the hole it's shot in at. So they, um, the guy goes in. 
they make sure he has a gun on him. But when he goes in, you see no flashlight. And he this we're talking in 1958. They had the old school, really fat flashlights, you know, the real like, like a spotlight on the end of a torch. And he didn't have one who went in. But all of a sudden, when he gets shows him from the front angle, while he's climbing in there. He has a flashlight he goes all the way in. He's gone for almost too long. They go to go in after him. And just as they get up there, he comes out. Didn't find anything. Just wanders around and around and around and around. Come out. Nothing. They leave some. They keep them testing while they're testing. They also um, had the sheriff there and the sheriff's going to get involved and stuff like that and help out. Well, at one scene, it shows this guy walking around this glowing like jar, just covered with a thing, but you don't know what's in it. You assume it has something to do with this because you already know the title of the movie. And you go and uh, they go back into town again. Well, on the way back into town and everything, the mayor showed back up apparently, and he tries shooting himself in the head, but can't bring himself to do it. puts it puts it back like he's being controlled somehow. They get back there, they go to talk to the mayor. And the mayor freaks out at them, tells them all to get away. And then everything ensues and they wind up shooting at him. And here's where you realize the funny part that, like I said, from before, all the gunfire, never see him shoot directly at someone. I don't know if that had something to do with the time or if they're just trying to be extra safe with the, uh, you know, blanks or whatever. But all the gunfire is like randomly off in different angles. It's one of those things that nowadays we'd be really annoyed with if we saw in a movie where they shoot at the floor and it kills the guy. But anyhow, he gets shot and they find he's because they found marks, saw marks in the back, something on the back of his neck and they couldn't figure out what it was. And it turns out that there was these bite marks and they get in the, they said, find out that he would have died anyway when they took him into the doctor because it released like an acid venom when it let loose that was destroying his brain. He wouldn't have lasted, what do you say, something like 40, 40, 48 hours or something like that at most. Mm-hmm. And then they, um, this thing, what, Afterwards, they start doing experiments on it while the sheriff goes out to go to the thing and he gets this body in the middle of the road. The sheriff does and he stops. And as he's checking the body, the body gets up, starts beating on him. Another guy comes out holding a jar and the other guy just keeps beating on the sheriff until the sheriff is knocked down to the ground unconscious. And they walk over and you see him leaning over like they're putting something out of the jar on him. And next thing you know, he gets up and he starts acting like a zombie kind of too. Gets in the car, no one speaks, just starts driving after all three of them get in the car, continues driving to the place. Then they go back to the scene where they, uh, the guy's testing the body, looking over the mayor's body. The uh, scientist, one of the other scientist guys, the one that climbed into it, into the thing, came back out. And while he's, te- he's testing it, this parasite thing tra- starts biting on his arm. And the parasite things look terrible. They're like, like kind of like scrunchy beanbag like things with little look like antennas that are supposed to be the teeth i mean honestly i think the uh creatures were the least intimidating part of the whole thing because they just looked horrible but it starts biting his arm he manages to get the bunsen burner on it and actually burns it off his arm then they get a phone call to come out to the thing and so they start heading out there well they get there the sheriff's there with two deputies they're all acting really strange, but nobody seems to notice. You know, we got the phone calls thing situation too. Oh, that's why they went out there because they're trying to make the phone call. The senator tried to make a phone call to Washington and then went on the radio and everything else. And you see in the back of these people's necks, this little pulsating thing right where that thing would be. You see it going in and out. So you can kind of tell what ones, from our perspective, what ones are infected. 
And then the switchboard operator as well, when tried calling Washington, made excuses consistently. You know, and it, why, like the person in the radio station definitely had one on its back. You saw that. So you knew that didn't get aired out like they thought it was going to. The, the switchboard operator and the telegraph operator were both infected. So nothing, they, these creatures knew enough to stop communications from going out. And managed to infect the people first because the mayor had a jar in there and they figured the mayor was in charge of making sure this happened before he died so that he put everything in place. That's why he was missing for a while. Anyhow, we get back to this thing. Okay. You get uh, the one guy goes, wants to go inside and he does go inside. Uh, yeah, it was before the, before or after the sheriff's thing. The sheriff thing happened before or after. I'm trying to remember what the shootout. I can't remember. That's how interesting this part is, by the way. Quick, but interesting. Can't remember for sure. But there's a shootout between the sheriff and everybody else. The sheriff and the two deputies both all get shot. And the deputies actually weren't real deputies anyway. And you think someone would notice that. They were the people from the car, the extra people from the car, just in deputy outfits, which weren't deputies before. There was a, um, like a car they also saw on the way in. It had a bunch of like electrical equipment stuff for like power line work. Which you assume, assuming from what I understand, because we find out at this point that it wasn't a crashed ship like they originally thought it was. It's actually from the ground. Later we find out. So we assume that crash was what they heard is that truck. Get back there. The gun guy climbs inside, gets down in there because they, they had found, oh, that's what they did. I forgot the whole part about the, they found a professor was in there, said a couple words, and that's how they knew it was from the ground because he used terminology from like a pre-existing like subterranean thing. Like something survived like through the ice age or whatever, a parasite that he had been attacked with and he died because of the acid in the brain, kept him alive as long as he could. They went back there. He climbs inside. He finds another professor. It looks like Jesus. No other way to explain him. He looks like Jesus sitting in there. Yeah. He's like the one in the parasite in charge, so to speak. You see all these sites moving around in there too, through tubes and everything else, which I can't understand how they so easily navigated it when he'd already been in there before and they couldn't navigate it. Still don't understand that how quickly they could get in and out after this point, but not before. So talks to him. He goes, yeah, we're going to take over the world, basically, blah, blah, blah. We need humans to be alive so we can't kill them off because that's not what we want to do because parasites can't live without the host. So they're trying to figure this out and they wind up uh, just torching the place inside and killing off as many as they can they assume all the ones inside are dead only the ones outside are still alive after you know the guy's girlfriend the main like antagonist one climbed inside because at this point uh he seems to kind of taken over in charge him and the senators combination of those two his his girlfriend got infected she comes out he tries talking to her he winds up having a elaborate scheme set up at this point with a power line and stuff shot over with this like what do they call it? like a spear gun almost like thing with a cable to it mm-hmm. so they shot that over it he got the line in place and he's got to shoot the other part of the line over top of the high tension power lines that are over top on the other side and while he's up there talking to his girlfriend, trying to talk her into it, but she's completely mind controlled, shoots it over the cable, electrocutes everything, kills them all off, including the guy, because she had a gun on him anyway. It already shot him in the shoulder, but they all die. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. It's just, just anticlimactic ending, just like the first one. 
like all these little rodent creatures things are just all dead and then you have these other people that are still left there to, to explain it all but this basically somehow that those scientists disappeared several years ago they came back full of parasites from someplace deep in the earth never explains how the structure existed i'm assuming that it was created by them to get down it looked almost like a drill so i'm wondering if that might have been it they made some kind of special drill to go down subterranean and then it came back up loaded with parasite filled humans and parasites it that's the assumption because it really doesn't i think it back then they left so much of the imagination that it was hard to figure stuff out because it still doesn't make sense even after watching the movie there's parts that are like okay but why what huh <laughs> Still don't understand. So that is basically the end of it. And everybody survives as far as we know. Sorry, I don't understand. I have no idea why that happened. Um, <laughs> see, even my phone doesn't understand. You guys got that? Sorry, I don't understand. Neither do I. But this one here. Okay, I got to take into consideration. This is even four years older than yours. This is in the 50s. It's an old movie. Mm-hmm. But the, it's a couple things that I really can't get over. One is these creatures even for the 50s, were so badly done. They just looked like these little brown fur sacks, like hacky sacks or something, with these two little floppy pipe uh, pipe cleaner antenna thing on them. That's it. And the other was the sheer confusion over everything. These things are so well organized that they were able to take out key factors in communication to keep it contained, right? But yet they couldn't manage to secure anything at the site. But did feel like they kind of zombified the um, ones that they controlled. None of them seemed really intelligent. Like the switchboard operator kept on saying, sorry, that line is busy. Sorry, that line is busy, no matter what line it was. And that's all she did to keep communications from going out. Yeah. And then you had the uh, telegraph operator Although he came up with the only line that made sense. He actually came up with actual lies to move things forward. So that was confusing. He seemed like the most intelligent of the bunch other than the Jesus guy. But all in all, it just seemed like a, I don't know, very anticlimactic. With as many of those things that were around as potentially possibility and as much as they'd already spread by the time anybody even got there. In realistic terms, I could not see it be contained that well or being over that easily no matter what. And that's my issues with it. It was too easily an ending for something that was clearly really bad. The only ones that had left, they still had to go around and round up all the ones that they knew like communications wise. But apparently they, the one down in the thing said that they had to bring more up to the surface because they can't reproduce up here. So once they kill off the ones on the surface, it's over. It's not like they can continuously breed up on the surface because that was the whole plan was to populate. So in essence, it was an easy ending. They just had to go kill a few people and it's over with. Yep. Um, I would go, I'll go 2.5. I don't want to go as high as yours because even though there was a bit more, a little bit more gore to this one. I mean, at least there wasn't or wasn't. The gunshots were terrible too. That's the other problem. The gunshots, none of the aims were right. There wasn't much blood. The most blood was literally like the marks on the back of the neck and that wasn't even well done. Yeah, 2.5. And that's being nice because of its age. What do you think, Lando? Yeah, well, I wasn't sure about the whole story of this movie. I mean, it kind of reminds me of 1986's um, or Night of the Creeps, which is a pretty similar movie. I mean, it had the alien invasion feel with people that were like zombies, even though in Night of the Creeps, they actually were zombies. 
But in this movie, they weren't. I mean, they weren't trying to eat people or anything. And neither of the creeps, these things that were attacking people, were going through their mouth and into their brain, which made more sense than this movie. I mean, I don't really get how these things are brain eaters. But yeah, it had that kind of a feel. It was a way too slow paced of a film. I mean, I was. it's only an hour long movie, but it felt like hours yeah, it was the last like 10 minutes were really fast action packed. The rest of it was like watching paint dry. It was really <laughs> bad. Yeah. And then those brain ears, I know you were talking about what they look like. To me, they look like wet balls of fur with horns or something on their heads. Uh, not even good horns. The horns looked like floppy. <laughs> yeah, they just looked weird. And then I just couldn't understand why the bowl holding the brain ears would glow it just made no sense i've been trying to figure that out too why this is just stick on that for a second why did that glow i didn't see any glowing anywhere else in the entire movie only in the bowls any ideas not a clue i mean yeah the acting in this movie was good it could have been a lot better in this movie even though it's from 1958 but i've seen movies just as old even older with better acting the ending was okay for a 58 movie truthfully the only thing i really liked is that it had leonard nimoy from star trek who played professor cole the guy that looked like jesus in your words so yeah i just didn't really like this movie either and just like you i gave it a 2.5 skull rating and from what i can tell a lot of other people didn't really like this movie either i mean audience score on rotten tomato was 17 rotten tomato gave it no score whatsoever again google liked it at 82 percent. the budget was only twenty six thousand. again i could not find any information on what the box office scores were it just yeah it just was not a good movie i just could not give it a higher rating i mean i like the first movie that we talked about more than this one it just i don't know it had so much potential but they just pretty much fucked this movie up yeah, i agree with you same thing it's another one of those movies where the potential was there and even for the time the potential was there just to see it feels like a lot of missed opportunities and i felt like that was an impending doom the way it felt you know when you saw all those creatures coming out you're talking hundreds of these things at least they were still inside that what we thought was a ship turned out to be some kind of subterranean thing, that metal object, which kind of did look like a drill bit coming out. But I really, it felt like impending doom. And it's like, oh, we're just going to electrocute them. They're all gone. It's like, but why were they all still in there? If they're able to take out communications, why hadn't they spread everywhere already? I don't know. It just seemed, there's a big loophole there that could have been filled with a lot more. Maybe there's, they're trying to shorten a movie or something, but it was just seems like there's a lot of potential and they kind of only scratched the surface. Yeah, when I when you picked this movie, I thought it was going to be a straight up 1958 zombie movie, but that's not the case at all. I mean, they walk around with no emotions like a zombie, but they're not like rotting or anything like that. It's just a very weird movie. Yeah, it was just a very weird movie. And like I said, I could not give it a higher rating than a 2.5. I just couldn't. I agree. That's where I was, 2.5, because I mean, it's age. You got to figure it wasn't going to be top notch and it's time for being. And you know what was even weirder is when I watched the movie, it got to like the 50 minute mark and I'm thinking, wow, slow this going. This is going to take forever to finish up with all these bad, these baddies out there. You know, you got all these evil, these creatures everywhere. And then like in 10 minutes, they just kill everything off and it's just bang, 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 bang. It's like, okay, that was 
very quick and very anticlimactic considering how much of a buildup that they would work through the whole movie to make it feel like this. And then the climax is like done in five to 10 minutes. I don't, I just didn't, it didn't have that ramp. Like I like, you know, if you feel the ramp come up, you want, and you like it almost when it dips and it comes back up. It didn't do that. It's just literally all the way up to the peak and it's straight drop off. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, I can't think of anything else to say about this movie or the other one. I just, I don't, really care for either one of these movies clearly by my ratings i mean i may watch the brain that wouldn't die again but as for right now i would not watch either of these i probably wouldn't even recommend these i mean i just don't know about these freaking movies i mean they were just a hit and a miss pretty much it seemed like a lot of filler of pointless parts for both mm-hmm. what's the problem it had a lot of dry moments that could have been filled with a lot more information action that could have made it a lot more interesting and it's just like a bunch of like oh we're just gonna do this scene i don't know why we're doing this scene we're just gonna do it and it felt like that's that's the part that was lacking and all these scenes that really didn't even need to be in either movie especially in the second movie and then you have that and Instead of putting in all that action in the last 10 minutes, they could have spread that out throughout the whole movie and made it much more interesting. But yeah, I think that's about it for this episode. I mean, it's going to be a short one, people. <laughs> Definitely shorter than, I think, a couple episodes ago where it was ends up being like 37 minutes. But hopefully this is a little bit longer. But anyways, if you have any movie suggestions, email us at whatinthehorrorpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our Twitter at what in the horror podcast all one word but anyways i've been lando and i've been tim and we're the fuck out of here